For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, June 15th, 2016, and welcome to episode number six of our of the WWS Radio Network's Entertainment uh, <clears throat> Entertainment Outlook Show, WWS Outside the Ropes. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. Joining me here tonight to talk about talk some entertainment, sports, movies, music, etc. is, of course, one and only, of course, Ice Man J.D. Jerome, of course, uh, host of our own raw radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShoot.com, of course, part of the radio network. <clears throat> also, he is a Hall, WCBS Hall of Famer, of course, from uh, of course from uh, last year, 2015. Uh, J.D., welcome, of course, to number six of Outside the Ropes. It's a good night indeed. It is indeed. And, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking some entertainment news, some sports news, uh, some uh, movie news. Uh, uh, definitely got to talk some of the box office stuff. And uh, of course, of course, what we got uh, trending on Facebook, we'll definitely bring you some stories there, uh, just some small outlook stories. Uh, but of course, as always, if you like to, uh, to share anything with myself and JD here this evening, as part of episode number six here tonight, outside the ropes, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. Of course, the universal number for all the shows in the radio network one. 724-444-7444. Call ID is 141-387-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything that myself or J.D. do wish to talk about here tonight, which, like I said, I do have, uh, of course, a, a small bag of goodies to bring you. And, of course, J.D. has several has several things in his bag of goodies that he wants to share as well. So definitely chime in if you want to bring anything to the table, and me and J.D. will definitely throw it out there to everyone here tonight on Outside the Ropes. Well, let's get right on down to it here, ladies and gentlemen, here with some of our news that's been posted here the past week here, and of course, courtesy, um, of course, I, of course, myself and, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, of course, posted on WWS Entertainment Calocade, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Entertainment. Uh, of course, according to, uh, um, of course, our own Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, good friends with uh, uh, the, the guys at uh, com. And of course, just posted here today, uh, just been noted that the uh, for the fourth installment of the uh, Beverly Hills Cop series, of course, made famous here, of course, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, by of course uh, its, its star, of course, uh, 
comedian extraordinaire Eddie Murphy, in my personal opinion. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, of course, the story breeds, of course, Curse of 411 Mania. Paramount Pictures has found its directors for Beverly Hills Cop 4. Uh, according to Deadline, it reports that Adil El Aribi, I'm the best way I'm going to pronounce it, and Bilal Fala, I guess that's the best way I can pronounce it, who was the sponsor for the movies Image and Black, are set to direct the sequel starring, of course, Eddie Murphy. The film has been in in development held for years. Eddie Murphy said in January that I'm not doing a Beverly Hills Cop unless they have a really incredible script. I read a couple things that that look like they can make some paper, but I'm not doing a, I'm not using his term, I'm not, not doing a awful movie just to make some paper. The stuff, and of course I'm not using his term here, but the stuff, Got to be right, of course, his words coming from Eddie Murphy. The most recent script for Beverly Hills Cop 4 was written by Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec, who was responsible for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, JD, what's your uh, take here? Uh, finally, been being able to get the fourth installment of Beverly Hills Cop off the ground. Well, if Eddie Murphy thinks he has a good script and hopefully they have a good script, I wish him all the luck in the world. I mean, the Beverly Hills Cop trilogy goes back to the mid-80s. Of course, the first one was released back in the summer of 84. It became a big blockbuster hit, as we all know. Of course, it started some big names at the time, including Judge Reinhold and uh, Pierce, uh, or not Pierce, excuse me, uh, uh, whom I think of, Bronson Pinchot, who was better known to you all as Surge. Of course, the second one was as funny as the first one. However, But the third one kind of fizzled a little bit. A lot of people kind of really had mixed emotions about the third one, of course. They thought after the first two, how what else could they do that they have enough? But uh, I'm wondering what they're going to do this time. I mean, here it is. However, the last one came out 15 years ago, however, and unless they have a good script in their hands, however, like Eddie Murphy says, however, I don't know if this is going to be a blockbuster hit or not, but... Uh, I mean, here it is, 15 years later and 30 years later, How I mean, what can they do now? Axel has a new partner, however. I mean, he's already relied on his two partners in the past in California, but is he trained to be, have a new assistant that would be in his image? I mean, we've seen all his friends uh, appear in the others, however, but uh, I don't know what they got a plot for this time, but it should be interesting. And when it comes out, we don't know yet. Absolutely, and of course, like I said, I mean, anything, any, uh, of course, we all know any movie starring Eddie Murphy is bound to be close to a hit. Um, I mean, some has been, some have not been. Um, um, I think there's probably a few examples, one of which a lot of folks kind of really kind of turned their nose at uh, uh, was the movie Best Defense back in the day with him and the late Dudley Moore. Uh, I think that was one that was not not up on a lot of people's radar in his uh, film career and all that. Uh, This was probably coming after possibly... uh, Leaving Saturday Night Live to pursue a film. film Actually, this was right before Beverly Hills Cop. This was uh, around the same time he came out Beverly Hills Cop in '84, and yeah, it got very mixed reviews. Another one that really uh, some people did not like. A couple of them actually. One of them was called Meet Dave, where he played an alien that was kind of a mixed bag. And another one that really kind of, I mean, it got good reviews in the box office. However, some people to this day still think it was a little mixed bag too. Obviously was the one where he appeared as a guy and he was not allowed to speak. Otherwise, if he spoke, how every time he spoke, how stuff would fall off a tree and it was stabbed a thousand words, and that time turned out to be a big uh, mixed bag at the box office, too. Certainly, yeah. So that's what I think you can watch out here, of course, Beverly Hills Cop was probably one, was, was obviously one of Eddie Murphy's successes. Uh, like you said, maybe I think the third one may have been kind of a dud. I mean, of course, you have a lot of movies with sequels. You're going to have that bad apple in the bunch, as we talk about. Uh, um, you know, like with the Superman movies, for example, a lot of people think uh, the number four was the one that really kind of killed it with, of course, with the, when they were featuring the late Christopher Reeve. Uh, even though he wrote the story for that, but still a lot, a lot of people didn't really, uh, didn't really catch on with, with number four, unfortunately. Um, um, some of them, and and there and there also you can say same by a few other sequels as well, but still, um, nonetheless, we'll just have to wait and see what number four does here. Like I said, and with these two at the helm of it now, we'll just have to wait and see how how it looks, and we'll just have to go. Hopefully, the story uh, works out from here. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, next up, next story up here, of course, on the table here, of course, once again coming from our friends at 411mania.com. Uh, of course, a box office report, uh, uh, and JD's is one movie that you actually were was definitely talking about here big time. And what The Conjuring Two uh, this past weekend led the box office, 
bucking the trend of slumping sequels at the box office this summer. Uh, the horror sequel directed by James Wan brought in $40.4 million to lay claim to the top spot, off just 4%, however, from the start of the first Conjuring film. It was a very strong start for a film that was expected to open in the mid to high 30s and a boost for horror after a lackluster first half of the year, at least, of course, in terms of the box office. I said that James Wan directed film was always expected to take the weekend, and it took advantage of that relative, relative dry spell the box office for horror this year so far. And, of course, the only exception to this they're saying is the movie 10 Cloverfield Lane. I think John Goodman was in that one just recently, uh, which yes. was more of a thriller than straight horror. No horror film has topped $30 million in 2016 to date. While the genre tends to be fairly critic-proof, it didn't hurt, to, hurt that the film got good reviews, uh, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, and an excellent A-minus cinema score, which is an extremely st- extreme rarity in a genre where a C cinema score is the norm. The Conjuring 2 posted the best opening for a horror film since the first Conjuring and the best for a horror film in June to date. So uh, let me see what else we got here. Uh, let me, uh, of course, I have to, of course, as always, get rid of those adver- those advertisements, get, get around the way of our stories, ladies and gentlemen. We have to get rid of those all the time, so... All that is that, of course, they're saying all of that is an indication that this film should go on to pretty impressive numbers for Warner Brothers. The first country had a 3.28 multiple after launching in July of 2013, and there is no reason to think the sequel will fare any worse. That should give it around $130 million domestically. The film has added a very solid $50 million overseas for a $90 million worldwide start. It's already reportedly a profit for the studio with the production budget sitting at $40 million. And impressive. Uh, of course, another movie, of course, talking about here was the movie Warcraft, based on, of course, the uh, highly highly popular uh, computer game, which, of course, was a great game, by the way. Warcraft's star was also highly, slightly above what most expected, claiming the number two spot was $24.4 million. The live-action adaptation of Blizzard's um, MMORPG uh, found itself in an opening that would normally be considered disastrous for an expensive big-budget blockbuster, but not in this case. The Duncan Moon-directed action fantasy survives lack- lackluster reviews, 27% also on Rotten Tomatoes, to resonate with its audience. The film got quite a good B-plus cinema score. What's most impressive about it, about that is the fact that it scored well across demographics, with all demos repping from an A-minus to a B-plus. Uh, amazing, impressive. Universal and Legendary always knew this wasn't going to be a massive hit in the U.S. The film was released after the height of the game's heyday, but Blizzard and Le- Legendary always said they wanted to make the film as well as they could, but also knew that the movie was going to be, be huge overseas, specifically in China, where World of Warcraft is big business, and huge it was. The film has grossed a total of $261.7 million internationally over the last two weekends, and that includes a 156 million five-day start in China. Impressive. Yes. That brings the film total worldwide gross to $286.1 million. With, with print and advertising, the, the film will reportedly need to gross over $500 million worldwide to be particularly, particularly profitable. But considering the fantastic start, the film should be able to reach that fairly easily. Domestically, it will likely top out at around 60 to $70 million. That's still quite impressive for this movie. Now You See Me uh, 2 opened at number 3 with $23 million, another solid start for a film that was expected to slump due to its sequel status. The ensemble heist film was off just 21% from the first Now You See Me opening three years ago, 2013. The original film came out of nowhere to hold on incredibly well on its way to $117.7 million domestically and $351.7 million worldwide. It's clear that this franchise perplexes the critics who dislike, who dislike this one even more than the first, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes versus 49% for the original. Okay, But audience, audiences are, are adoring it and gave the sequel the same A-minus cinema score that the original had. Hmm. The question now is whether Night See Me 2 will match the legs of the first film, which quadrupled its start. That seems to be a bit unlikely, 
but it should still be able to get a good final number of around $100 million. The movie has added $22.8 million overseas in 30 markets for a $45.8 million worldwide start, with China opening next weekend. The budget was an estimated $90 million, which is 20% over the $75 million budget for the very first film. Again, impressive. Well, and here's and here we got we have more movie reviews, ladies and gentlemen. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows took a, took an expected drop down to number four in the second weekend with 14.8 million. That's a 58% drop, which is about on par with the 57% drop of the first film, as pretty typical for blockbuster second weekend holds this summer. The action adventure is now up to 61 million dollars domestically and 116.3 million dollars worldwide with a likely $80 million or so as a final domestic ceiling. The budget was $135 million, and they're not far off from that right now. X-Men Apocalypse is also down three spots, finishing at number five with $10 million in its third weekend, down 56% from last weekend. The Fox-produced comic book adaptation has reached $136.4 million domestically and $478.5 million worldwide. It now stands as the number three X-Men film in worldwide grosses, but still number eight domestically. It should finish off with around $160 million in the U.S. and will keep the franchise profitable for the studio. The budget was $178 million. Also, uh, more news here, ladies and gentlemen. Romantic drama Me Before You proved to be a bit front-loaded, down 51% in its second weekend to $9.2 million for a number six finish. The film was expected to fall around this range after overperforming in the first weekend. The Amelia Clark Sam Clayton film is now up to $36.8 million domestically and $55.2 million, with a $50 million to $55 million final domestic gross likely. The budget was only $20 million for this. Not bad. The Angry Birds movie slipped two spots to number seven with $6.7 million. The animated family film was up to $98.2 million domestically and $312 Point one million dollars worldwide from a $73 million budget. It should be able to finish with around $100 million, $110 million domestically. Impressive. Again, these, these are some impressive numbers. Disney's Atlas Through the Looking Glass was down four spots number eight, fading quickly with $5.5 million. The film's domestic total is up to $62.4 million, while its worldwide total is $213.4 million. At this point, the film is looking like it will finish about $80 million in the U.S. It's, it's going to be a write-down for Disney due to, the, due to the expensive $170 million budget. Uh, the one I went to go see here not too long ago, me, me and my brother went and saw this. Captain America Civil War was down three places to number nine for $4.3 million. The Marvel Cinematic Universe film now has, and here you go, this is going to blow your mind, J.D., you ready to listen to this? This is this is Captain America Civil War. The Marvel Cinematic Universe film now has three hundred and ninety six point nine million dollars domestically and and this is worldwide, J D, so hold on to your hat. All right. One point one four billion worldwide. It should fin- it should finish off at around four hundred and ten four hundred and ten million dollars domestically. The budget was two hundred and fifty million. Oh heck yes. It definitely did well. Absolutely, and we're we're not finished with this, ladies and gentlemen. We're we're continuing on here. This story is you've got your friends at Four Eleven Mania, JD, are still have been have been very very busy here. The Jungle Book was off just one spot to number ten with two point seven million in its ninth weekend. The live action CGI animated film was up to three hundred fifty two point six million domestically, and oh Lord, how mercy! And nine hundred and nine point eight million dollars from a one hundred seventy five million dollar budget. Oh, and they're talking mm-hmm. about making a sequel, I hear, to that, too. Oh, I, oh uh, well, it wouldn't surprise me. It should finish off with over $360 million by the end of its run and could even pass Deadpool as the number two film of the year so far. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me one bit. The total weekend will take $153 million, million down 44% from last year's gigantic $273.8 million take. Last year was led by Jurassic Park's record-setting $208.8 million start. The weekend will belong to Pixar next weekend. As, of course, I think it's a sequel to Finding Nemo. Finding Dory yes. will explode into the box office. It's a controversy of its own, in a way. Yes. Will explode into the box office with an opening expected to be well over $100 million. Caterpillar programming, 
counter programming with 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 the the Rock and Kevin Hart's Action Comedy Central Intelligence. I love the I love the uh, trailer for this. This is great. Yeah, it does. Which should finish in the low to mid thirties. And also, note here numbers include Sunday estimates and our three day estimates. A studio recoups fifty five percent of the film's grosses on average, meaning it needs to approximately double its budget to be profitable during its theatrical run. And just just to reiterate, ladies and gentlemen, and I know I already said all these. I'm going to go through these just one more time, and y'all, this will blow your mind here. Uh, <clears throat> um, this is this is this is this is unbelievable here. And these are three day numbers for the box office top ten, like we said. Want this to reiterate? The Conjuring two $40.4 million dollars. Three day numbers forty point four million. Warcraft number two with twenty four point four million. And of course, that's the same for three day numbers. Now you see me too, twenty three million. Uh, that's the same um, for three day numbers. Number four, Ninja Turtles two out of the shadows, uh, fourteen point eight million with a sixty one million dollar for three day numbers. Number five, X Men Apocalypse ten million with a one hundred thirty six point four million dollar total three day numbers. Me before you nine point two million with a thirty six point eight million total for three day numbers. Uh, the Angry Birds movie, $6.7 million with a $98.2 million total for three-day numbers. Alice Through the Looking Glass, $5.5 million with a $62.4 million total for three-day numbers. Number nine, Captain America Civil War, $4.3 million with a $396.9 million total for three-day numbers. That's still huge. And number 10, The Jungle Book with $2.7 million with a $352.6 million total for three-day numbers. J.D., your thoughts on the recent box office, box office numbers, please. Well, The Conjuring, we knew it was going to be the number one. I mean, it's based on a true story, and it was scared up audiences quite a bit. Warcraft, of course, got mixed reviews from some of the critics out there. But some people, like the, apparently, like you said, in China, they were all for it, Howard, and it's going to definitely do big business. Now you see me, too. I've talked about this movie the last few weeks, Howard. It's supposed to be a really good movie. If you like magic, if you like uh, uh, drama thrillers and uh, suspense, this is your kind of movie. Of course, and the other two, of course, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course, still hanging around by a thread at this point, however. So, needless to say, however, it's been uh, quite fun to see what they've done, however, although they should try to get back some momentum, however, this week. We'll have to wait and see what happens there, so... Yeah, it's going to be interesting this week. I mean, you got The Rock's new comedy action-adventure movie with Kevin Hart. That should be pretty funny. A lot of people are probably looking forward to seeing that. Their fathers and sons might go out seeing it, depending on the weather this weekend. And, of course, with the kids out of school now, they're wondering to see if Finding Dory will live up to the hype from Finding Nemo. Absolutely. And, of course, like I said, the sequel to the Finding Dory, uh, which I think one of Nemo's friends gets lost, and they have to, I think, find this fish as well. So, uh, so the, all in all, I'll be pretty interested to see that. Of course, I might be competing with... Uh, Excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen. I had a bad sneeze. <laughs> My goodness, I'm right there on the air. <laughs> also, of course, uh, Central Intelligence, I think it's going to be another one that's probably going to be competing for the top spot as well. So uh, another movie, could this be another great one, a, a great one from the great one, as we say. <laughs> so we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. But, uh, of course, all in all, some very impressive numbers for the box office this past weekend. <clears throat> 1724-444-7444, call ID 141387-POUND. This is WWS Radio Network's Entertainment Outlook show Outside the Ropes. This is Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you. Uh, joining me here, of course, tonight is, is, is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jardigeralmo. Of course, you can hear him. Uh, of course, it's uh, the second phase of our Triple Threat Wednesday with a WWS rest, uh, Wrestling Debate here coming up at 8 o'clock. And then, of course, uh, he'll also be a part of our uh, main mothership broadcast of WS Revolution as we do talk wrestling on both those shows. Of course, that call ID is one three eight zero five five pound. So <clears throat> be sure to join us here for these shows coming up here and just here in a little while. Uh, next up on the docket here, ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, once again, JD, we go to your friends at Four Letter Mania, and I love their their segment called the Man Movie Encyclopedia. I love this. I love this column. Uh, they talk about some of the best movies, best movies. I think all 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 men and boys and guys just love to see. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we do focus, we do bring a little bit of wrestling into our non-wrestling outlook show, as, of course, the Man Movie Encyclopedia focuses on No Holds Barred. Uh, <clears throat> and, of course, this is a, uh, and this is a great, this is a great movie here in David. Before I get to that here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, J.D., I'm going to let you go ahead and throw out some stories. I've got to take a quick phone call. I'll be right back. 
All right, and as Chad steps out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we want to send out first off a big congratulations to my hometown team, the Pittsburgh Penguins. As you know, they won Lord Stanley's Cup Sunday night, Howard in San Jose, California. I know a lot of people were disappointed last Thursday night when you had 25,000 people down there at the Consul Energy Center, if you will, 18,000, I should say, 25,000 outside. It looked like it was a rock concert showing up there. No pun intended, but the Penguins, unfortunately, on this night, somehow did not get the job done, although they played a very good game. It was hard and physical, as we expected to see the whole Stanley Cup playoff run. However, Martin Jones was just too strong on this night, and the Penguins, despite the fact they trailed 2 nothing at one point, came back to tie it 2-all before San Jose got a third goal late in the period, however, and then an empty net to end the game. But fear not, fans, however... Sunday night was a different story, and we knew going into Game 6 it was going to be a tough series, however. I mean, we knew all along this was going to be a tough series. But this night, however, belonged once again to the two goaltenders, Martin Jones and Matt Murray, if you will. As I like to have been calling him lately, Matt the Maniac Murray, if you will. As a result, the Penguins, of course, came out fired up from the get-go, however, scoring the first goal of the game, however. And then, of course, San Jose tying it one all. But it was Chris Letang, yes, folks, defenseman Chris Letang, the tanger, as we like to call him here in our beloved city. However, 30 minutes on the ice once again. This guy has been a horse all season long. This guy at one point never thought we would see him back on the ice again after having some serious health issues. Came back, showed he's a trooper all the way, and leading the Penguins to glory by getting the game winner. Of course, the Penguins then ended an empty netter with a minute to go in the third period, although it was a tight game all around. You've got to tip your cap to the San Jose Sharks and their team. I mean, Joe Thornton, Brent Burns, uh, Carlson, all those guys out are on the out there in the Silicon Valley area. We just say congratulations, guys. You had a great season. I mean, getting to the Stanley Cup Finals is nothing to be ashamed about. You guys had a great, great season. You had a great run of the postseason, however, nothing to be ashamed about. But you know what? I hate to tell you guys how our Lord Stanley is back home. He is back home, and believe me, today. He came home in a big way because there was a big parade. In case you did not see pictures on my Facebook wall or anyone's wall, however, I'm going to try to put some of these up if I can, or I'll send them to you, Chad, so you can post them maybe. Uh, a record 350 to 400,000 people were there today. That's right, 350 to 400,000. The whole city turned upside down today with Lord Stanley leading the parade, however, Sidney Crosby and his friends, however, including the HBK line. I mean, it was a party like New Year's Eve hit early here in Pittsburgh. And like I say, congratulations to both teams. A job well done, however. But at the end of the day, the Pittsburgh Penguins, your Stanley Cup champions for the fourth time and first time in several years. Uh, another story we're following here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, speaking of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's also the center this week of the big U.S. Open golf tournament starting tomorrow at Oakmont Country Club. Uh, as you know, the world's biggest three uh, golfers of Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, among others, will be attending there, and I will be there Friday with the coverage, however, and of course I will let you know how it is all on Friday night, but uh, it seems like Pittsburgh's becoming quite the hotbed activity this past week. Now with Lord Stanley, now you got the U.S. Open trophy going up the line, so it's going to definitely be an exciting week to be here in the City of Champions, if you will. Oh my goodness. Uh, thank you very much, J.D. Of course, I say once again, we do send our congratulations out there to the Pittsburgh Penguins for picking up the, the, the one and only world famous Stanley Cup for a very very successful uh, very very of course very successful uh, <clears throat> uh, season here of course in in, in the uh, National Hockey League and uh, and maybe maybe next year for those who are like me who are fans of the of the of another uh, great hockey team, the Carolina Hurricanes. Maybe we'll get it one more time like we did 10 years ago. So. Well, you'll have to we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Lord Stanley's sitting at home, and I think they've already said today at the parade, and they even said it on the parade today, that they want to make this an annual occurrence. I mean, I mean, they're only losing two big names this year, which is incredible, however. I mean, they're only losing two minor names, but the HBK line is intact. you still got probably the greatest hockey player out there on the ice about bar none right now. It's Sidney Crosby. You've got Evgeny Malkin, a guy who just got engaged recently. He just became a father for the first time. As him and his lovely wife, uh, soon-to-be wife, I say, Anna, had their baby boy a couple weeks ago, Nikita. We want to congratulate the Malkins on that, as well as Papa and uh, Mama Malkin, however, on their little boy, however, Evgeny and his lovely bride-to-be, who will be getting married, I understand, in about six weeks. In fact, they were already talking, this is going to make you laugh, Chad, they were already talking about bringing the Lord Stanley's Cup even to the wedding, believe it or not, and being a part of the wedding party, however, and bringing it out, dressing up in a little tux of its own, however, and bringing it out for the uh, 
players that uh, are teammates of Malkin, however, and friends of Malkin and family, and uh, having a presence at the uh, wedding reception, if you will. But yeah, it's it's a happy time in the city of champions right now. Like I mentioned, also the U.S. Open golf tournament this weekend up there at Oakmont Country Club. It's going to be very interesting. Of course, there is rain being forecasted for tomorrow, unfortunately, throughout the day. But throughout the rest of the week, it looks pretty good, and we got the big name golfers in town, like. Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend to be here in Pittsburgh. Absolutely, and like that happening place here, right, right? Happening place right now, of course, is for the home of our Iceman JD. Of course, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We'll, like I said, we'll definitely looking forward to all that, and we'll definitely put some stuff, of course, about that tournament, of course, as well on our Entertainment Cavalcade page, as well as everyone having the opportunity to read more about, it, look, look up some more stuff about it as well for those who are interested in uh, in that as well. So. Uh, anyway, that's the thing we mentioned, JD, for giving us here to us. Of course, absolutely, that was 100% impressive. Of course, that gentleman likes how dive right out, and of course, once again, to the uh, uh, <clears throat> the uh, man movie encyclopedia, courtesy of, like I said, JD's friends here at 4 Uh <clears throat> And, uh, of course, they had dived in and dug up talking about in, out of their encyclopedia tonight. Uh, to, well, they actually sent it earlier, but I'm just, I, I say that here. We we talk about it here tonight. Uh, of course, the, the movie No Holds Barred. Uh, of course, great movie. Uh, of course, it was another. I think it was one of those that probably right after Rocky Three that really, that in addition to the showcasing Hulk Hogan not only as a wrestler, but of course showcasing him as a great act, as an as a, as a pretty good actor, as well. Uh, um, he shows he shows different sides of himself. In this movie as well, I mean, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, of course, the movie came out in 1989. Uh, I'll have the story is is on, of course, the Entertainment Cavalcade page as well, uh, and uh, we'll uh, and uh, so everyone can read the whole thing, the whole storyline behind it. But of course, it is. Uh, uh, but of course, like I said, those who have seen the movie, who remember the movie, it was absolutely impressive. Uh, of course, I'll just run down. Uh, of course, according to fourleathermania.com, the man movie encyclopedia tally, which of course I love this part of this and all that, and I have to give kudos to your friends there, JD at Four Leather Mania. I love it here big time. Uh, and here for the movie No Holds Bar, here's what was in this movie. Is and is what was and was not in this movie, I should say. One one-liner. Twenty guys beat up. One guy killed, one swear word throughout the whole movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Unfortunately, no boobies. Oh, darn it. No. Four explosions, 27 slow-motion scenes, no chases, no broken bones, no fight at slash shootout at a motel. Yes, the guy gets the girl, and no, the guy does not smoke. So there it is, your tally for No Holds Barred. Uh, the one-liner, of course, uh, is... Chad, I'll be right back. I'm going to take okay, care of right. my uh, thing right now. I'll be right back. Coming. Oh, okay, JJ. Okay, and like, I'll continue to read ladies and gentlemen. Of course, the one-liner here is when uh, Hulk Hogan's character, Rip, he steps a check in, and Brown's mouth says, so I, will not be around, I won't be around when this check clears. Unbelievable. And, here was, and here's how it did at the box office during, during, during this run in 1989. On an $8 million budget, No Holds Barred was released by New Line Cinemas on June 2, 1989. It reached 1,318 theaters and earned the number two spot for the weekend by earning $4,957,052. It was, believe it or not, beaten out by the third Indiana Jones installment, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which was in its second week of release. At the end of its run, No Holds Barred brought in $16,093,651, which was pretty darn impressive for that year. I'll have to, i have to give that as well. Uh, here's some uh, interesting, as, as they call it here in Four Leather Mania, the man facts. Here's a few, here's uh, some man facts here. Hulk Hogan and Vincent Mann did not like the first draft of the script for this movie. They actually stayed up for 48 hours straight rewriting this movie, which was kind of interesting. Hogan actually cut his hand during the spot where he attacks the mirror with a projected image of Zeus. And, of course, that's the price that you pay for such pivotal scenes. Uh, and, of course, according to, of course, uh, Fort Leather Mania, uh, 
the writer here for Little Mania, that obviously this is the weirdest film he's ever seen. Sure, there are films that are more odd, but they were made with that intention. In the world of films that were made to be co- coherent, straightforward, action similar blockbusters, this is the weirdest film ever. I could, he can go all day about how little anything makes sense and how odd everyone acts. The joke of Hogan jacking off, all the weird looks, the final fight being so boring, it took up three hours of a 90-minute film. They saw all this and said, ship it. This film is absolute, and of course, this is according to uh, Forlett Mason, this film is absolute crap and truly only worth it worth it if you have some friends with you and at least one of them has a letter shaped into his head. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, of course, this is, like I said, coming from uh, Caliber Winfield, of course, a writer for Four Living Mania. Uh, and let me see here. Uh, that's, that's uh, like I said, uh, that's pretty much uh, all he's got to say about, about this movie. Um uh, uh, of course, I like I said, ladies and gentlemen, this movie, like I said, I mean, I mean, my 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 personal, like I said, take on this movie. I mean, this movie, like I said, was great. Like I said, back during the day, uh, it was uh, <clears throat> it was uh, by far, like I said, one of the best of of its day. In my overall personal opinion. I mean, I I may not share the exact same. Uh, Sentiments that, of course, this writer from Four Letter Mania had shared, but of course, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we all have our own personal thoughts and opinions about it. And like I said before, this was a great movie. Uh, and uh, and like I said, how how in the world this uh, uh, you know and this this is like I said, way beyond way beyond me. And of course, like I said, even to put up with. You know, a movie like uh, you know Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which was of course one of those big time, uh, big time films as well. So I mean, that's that's pretty much uh, that's that's pretty much the size of it here. So uh, we'll definitely like and uh, definitely like I said, uh, this was a truly remarkable film. And it's all right. like even back in back in its day. I mean, now I mean this movie right here would probably. You know, put put maybe some of the movies that are, that WWE is putting out now maybe the shame. I don't know, but you know, but we have to wait and see on that. Okay, JD, JD has returned. Uh, Sorry JD, about that. Course, my mind's been occupied right now. That's okay. That's no problem. But we understand. Uh, just to give your just to give your overall quick thoughts and opinions, sir. On of course, uh, the the writer for uh, for Eleven Mania did not get really really, really give a good review. On the 1989 movie No Holds Barred, of course, starring our, our uh, 2005 Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan. Uh, but otherwise, it was, a, in my personal opinion, it was a great movie. I care to uh, get your take on this movie, sir, if you please. It was a unique movie. I mean, I mean, Hulk Hogan definitely started with some big names, of course. Uh, most notably, Joan Severance was one of them. Kurt Fuller, of course, who played the evil promoter Brell. Of course, we also know that some WWE big uh, legends appeared in the movie, including Mean Gene Okerlund, Jesse Ventura, and Stan the Lariat Hanson, the Hall of Famer. Uh, it was a pretty good movie for the most part, but there were some things that could have been better. But overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, we give it about a 6, 6.5, close to a 7 out of 10. Okay, I would have to say about the same thing, too. I mean, the movie, the movie was still, like I said, awesome. And, uh, uh, of course, like I said, I mean... I mean, by today's standards, it would it would also probably blow a lot, a lot of the movies WWE has done now. Possibly the shame, uh, probably blow them out of the water. But still, I thought it was a terrific. I thought it was still a great movie, in my overall personal opinion. Uh, and one more quick thing before we go into our trending segment here on Outside of the Ropes. Uh, of course, as everyone has heard, of course, had that we lost the legendary uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, the funeral this past Wednesday, of course, in his hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, of course, didn't didn't had his fair share of had his fair share of um, um, of a celebrity uh, presence, including, uh, of course, uh, the video for the eulogy given by comedian uh, Billy Crystal, who of course is well known for doing one of the best Muhammad Ali impressions of all time. Uh, of course, I thought it was I thought it was classic. Uh, of course, it really brought out you know a lot of people's perspective about Muhammad Ali. He was a great great man, 
who did a whole lot for, like I said, the whole world in general. Uh, J.D., your overall thoughts about uh, Billy Crystal's eulogy at the funeral for Muhammad Ali? Muhammad Ali was a unique individual. I mean, we've said it before many times in the last few weeks, however, about Billy Crystal. I mean, what can you say about his eulogy? I mean, he's had so many good friends. He's had so much of a good relationship with uh, Billy Crystal over the years. I mean, through Howard Crystal's funeral, he talked about uh, whenever him and uh, Ali were busting each other's chops, however. I mean, they were busting each other's stones about Howard at his funeral, however. And then, of course, he did uh, the infamous voice, however. Everybody's talking about Joe Frazier. No one's talking about Joe Frazier. But, uh, yeah, it was a very bittersweet uh, funeral. I mean, not only him speaking, but you also had President Clinton speaking. However, you had, uh, of course, uh, also uh, a bunch of other big-name dignitaries show up, including Brian Gumbel, among others. It was probably one of the most uh, very touching and heartwarming funerals. I mean, some people thought there were some things that could have gone... I mean, should have avoided, but you know what, Howard? That's the way Ali was. He was controversial and unique in his own way, but he didn't care whether you loved him or hated him. And he uh, changed uh, sports as we know it. I mean, not just with his boxing style, but the way his attitude was certain things, however. I mean, he stood up for what he believed in. I mean, when people told him he should go in the military, he said, no, I'm not going to do that. However, it's not for me, however. And, yeah, some people thought he it was uh, he was a little bit uh, arrogant and conceited in doing that, but you know what? Some people now applaud his decision and gave him basically the. I mean, they just told him whatever they felt like. How I mean, some people, like I said, had their own opinion about him. But I, if I was around that time, I would have said, "Good for you," because you stood what you believed in, however, and you stood tall, however. And like I said, not only that, however, he also did things outside of the boxing world, however, with the charities. I mean, he also did the Olympics. I mean, we all know what happened in 1996. Not many people remember what happened in 1996, however, when he stood up, however, as the guy that lit the torch, it was one of his final appearances. But at the end of the day, however, whether you love them or hate him, he was the greatest, and he will certainly still go down as the greatest of them all. Oh, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, uh... Uh, that's that's absolutely that's absolutely true. Uh, uh, so we'll definitely have to uh, definitely definitely like I said, if anyone wants to see the video, like I said, it is at like I said, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Entertainment. Of course, our entertainment cavalcade page. Uh, and let's go ahead and dive on into what is trending right now here, ladies and gentlemen. We do have a few a few uh, little stories that I think a lot of people would love to hear. Uh. <clears throat> Uh, of course, talking about uh, some of this, of course, uh, stemming from the uh, shooting in Orlando, Florida, one of, one of which I do, will bring up, uh, of course, uh, a comment made by late-night host Seth Meyers. Uh, he was uh, commenting on Donald Trump's tweets about the Orlando, Florida shooting. And, of course, this is, this is Seth Meyers saying this on Monday. He says, I don't know who has been congratulating Donald Trump, but you may want to redirect your congratulations to the first responders or those waiting in line to give blood. That's a good point, point of view there coming from, coming, from, uh, coming from Seth Meyers in this. Uh, absolutely, of course, uh, the, the, of course, the Orlando shooting is still a big topic going on right now. And, of course, we, we, we definitely hear a whole lot more about this here pretty, here pretty soon. Uh, another story here, the daughter of Heather Locklear and Richie, Richie Sambora, Ava Sambora, participates in a bikini photo shoot. Hmm. She was reportedly seen in Malibu, California, modeling in a bikini for a photo shoot for 138 Water in collaboration with Bays and Bikinis. Sambora made her modeling debut only a few months ago. So can't wait to see uh, a little bit more about that. Uh, of course, if Heather Locklear looked great back in the 80s, man, I'm sure her daughter would be not, not too far behind, so there you go. Uh, okay, uh, a game called Attack on Titan. Uh, Coming out here, uh, Koei Tecmo releases E3 2016 trailer for a game based on manga and anime series. The trailer features third-person combat and characters, including the series protagonist Aaron, Aaron, I guess is how you pronounce it. The game will receive a physical release on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in North America, on August the 30th, so you might have to wait a little while to, probably to get that game, but uh, still, uh, the graphics look pretty good for what I've seen so far. Hmm. Uh, another story here, uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, courtesy of the, of the project right here, saying that uh, <clears throat> that uh, he's talking about his uh, co-star Ryan Quatton from True Blood, saying he's a good kisser. <laughs> when asked which of his Australian co-stars was the best kisser on the project, 
Skarsgård chose uh, Quantin, saying he's kind of a tough guy, but very soft, but very soft, gentle, tender touch. <laughs> okay. Uh, another I got one. one. You, got you got one? Can you good? Please go ahead. Please. Yes, uh, Oscar Pistorius, the former Paralympic athlete who uh, apparently is facing 15 years in prison over the death of his girlfriend, Riva Stenkamp, uh, sobbed earlier today while demonstrating his walking ability in court. Of course, he has prosthetic legs. Of course, he is set to be sentenced in a few weeks, however, to see whether or not he will serve the rest of his life in prison or he will be serving only half of that jail time, however, due to what happened two years ago. Okay. Yes, we've been hearing a whole lot, a great deal about that as well. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, uh, Jimmy Fallon, of course, sounded off on the Tonight Show about the Orlando, Florida shooting in his opening monologue. He says, we need to get back to being brave enough to accept that we have different opinions, and that's okay, because that's what America is built on. He said this on Monday's edition of The Tonight Show. So the late, the late night stars are getting their opinions in about the, all this situation, so that's that's pretty interesting. Um, uh, humble bundle here. Digital Storefront offers discounts on games in celebration of E3 2016. The pay-what-you-want sales offering discounts on titles like Psychonauts, Grey Goo Definitive Edition, and other E3 packs. Players can choose for a portion of the proceeds to go to a charity. That's not bad. Not bad at all. No. Uh, Of course, I saw this advertised. I went and saw Civil War. You might have heard about this, too. Legendary heavy metal band Motley Crue. Uh, Their band's final concert called Motley Crue The End. And it's it's, uh, it's uh, set to uh, show, shown in select theaters here. The band's New Year's Eve show played at Los Angeles Staples Center will was shown Tuesday in select theaters. And also, just to let you know, the band has announced officially for you crew fans. Sadly, they will not be reuniting. So, yeah. I and talking about, uh, about uh, that new movie, uh, uh, the Civil War movie. That's the one with Matthew McConaughey. I think you're referring to, and that is supposed to be due out next Captain week. Captain America: Civil War. That's what I saw. Oh, Captain. Oh, there was another yeah. one about the Civil War, and Matthew McConaughey's coming out with it. I'm sure you've seen the trailer for it, and it looks very, very good, to say the least. Oh, this, not next week. Oh yeah. Uh, 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 uh. State of Jones, I think is what yes, it is. Yes, it's supposed to be a yeah. true story. And McConaughey, who's, uh, we know from movies like Days of Confused, The Lincoln Lawyer, and We Are Marshall, of course. And this might be an, this could be another Oscar fan, maybe, possibly. This looks like a fantastic movie. I've seen the trailer for it a couple of times. It looks very, very good. Absolutely. Uh, and for you Star Wars fans out there, legendary short Star Wars actor Mark Hamill, best known, of course, as Luke Skywalker, tells a female fan that... that that she can go to Comic-Con dressed as Luke Skywalker. I did hear about that. I just read that just actually. Yeah, yeah. Hamill re- replied Tuesday to an admirer who tweeted, can I go to Comic-Con as Luke Skywalker even though I'm a girl? With gender matters with, and of course, he, and this is what Mark Hamill said, gender matters not when you're, look, when you're, rocking, when you're rocking the force like you are, baby. <laughs> that was Mark Hamill's own word. So, so probably a female fan would go dressed like, Blue Skywalker. So there you go. Hey, not not too bad. Hey, there's no limit to that. No, not at all. Uh, a legendary video game here is set to be re- remastered. Crash Bandicoot is set to be remastered for PlayStation 4, according to Sony. Sony announced during its E3 showcase on Monday that the first three games in the adventure platformer series will, will begin full remasters on PS4. A release date has not yet been issued for this. So, so for you fans of Crash Bandicoot who played it back in the day. They're bringing it back here for the PS4, so definitely be watching out for that. Uh, see another thing here. Uh, journalist Anderson Cooper um, um, <clears throat> did an interview, of course, as courtesy of CNN. Questions the Attorney General of Florida over her support of, of, uh, of course, of the alternative of folks with all the alternative lifestyle. We'll say. Cooper repeatedly questioned Pam Bondi over the authenticity of her support of the alternative lifestyle community following Sunday's attack in Orlando as she previously fought against their rights in Florida. So uh, so this was kind of interesting. Um, let me see if we have anything else to kind of tack, to tack on here before... Uh, uh, oh, by the way, I say, I just now found a picture of uh, Heather Locklear's daughter. Uh, I could, yeah, I, I see she looks very, very hot uh, for a bikini shot, so there you go. Uh, so we'll definitely have to uh, we'll definitely have to uh, 
Look at that there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see if I can find any more any more stories here. Oh, okay. I, okay, I have found a couple more here. Uh, <clears throat> this is, I think, taking place in uh, Dallas. At that Dallas Love, a shooting incident just took place at Dallas Love Field. Uh, officer opens fire on a man throwing rocks at the ex-girlfriend's car, according to police. An officer fired his weapon at Sean Diamond, a 29-year-old, outside the airport's baggage claim Friday after the man lunged at the officer, police said. Diamond was released from the hospital and is in jail. So, uh, so this is just getting kind of, hmm. Oh, my goodness. Also, talking about America's Got Talent, apparently... Uh, the young folks know how to tell some good jokes here, and apparently this is no different. A 13-year-old contestant gets a standing ovation for a Donald Trump joke. Mm. Lori Mae Hernandez from Lancaster, California, performed a stand-up routine that compared her lack of qualifications to be a babysitter to Trump's presidential qualifications. Mm. <laughs> and, of course, this show airs, of course, every Tuesday, of course, you know, on NBC. Um... And apparently, and already this movie here, uh, the sequel to Finding Nemo, of course, Finding Dory, the critics reviewed the sequel ahead of Friday's U.S. release. Uh, the film, of course, was, was centers around the blue tang fish. I think Ellen DeGeneres was the, was the uh, voice of this fish. Uh, it stars Ellen DeGeneres, Albert Brooks, Ann O'Neill, and others. Uh, of course, it was produced by Pixar, who's supposed to be coming out here. They're coming out here pretty soon. Like I said, Central Intelligence and things, another movie is going to come out at the same time. So it's going to be some good competition with that. Uh, um, also, uh, I'm talking about X-Men Apocalypse and Deadpool here. Evan Peters, uh, actor, said he would like the film. He would like a, a film featuring his X-Men character Quicksilver and Deadpool at the, in the same movie. In an interview with the rap Peters said the Deadpool and Quicksilver movie would be really fun. He played Quicksilver in X-Men Days of Future's Past and X-Men Apocalypse. So, hey, you know, if they're listening, hey, we could see that. Uh, uh, and also, I'm sure you've probably heard about this, uh, GD or not, uh, uh, own, uh, uh, a show based on a 19, 1989 movie gets a gets a makeover here a little bit, uh, premiere, premieres on ABC every Tuesday night, Uncle Buck, uh, new series which airs on... Okay, so you so you heard about that. The new series, which airs on Tuesday nights, it stars Mike Epps. Of course, the original film was created by John Hughes and starred, of course, the legendary, the late John Candy, which was a great, which I still I thought was a great movie. It's not bad. Uh, Matt, um, on Matt TV, uh, uh, oh, okay, the show that, of course, originally was on Fox. The CW announces cast of reboots as original cast members will return as guests. They were not. The network announced Wednesday that the sketch comedy series will return for an eight-episode run on July 29th. The original show aired on Fox from 1995 to 2009. I never knew that show ended. Which one? Huh. Matt TV. I never knew oh, it yeah. ended. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to bring it back. That will be interesting to see Stuart in them. Absolutely. Uh, in Torrington, Connecticut, a woman was verbally attacked by a man while breastfeeding her baby at a Target store. I heard about this, yes. Yes. Jesse Marr says she was called disgusting for feeding her child in a cafe at the Target location on Monday. Outlets reported both state and law policy allowed breastfeeding in public. So apparently someone had something to say about it, but apparently uh, apparently someone had a problem with it. Uh, now, we heard this recently, not too long ago, about Taylor Swift breaking up with her, uh, her boat that she was with. But now there's, there's pictures surfacing up of her and the fellow that was that played, as you remember, played Loki in Thor and the Avengers, uh, Tom Hiddleston. It shows singer and actor kissing there while they were in Rhode Island together, apparently. According to The Sun, they printed photos of Taylor Swift and Tom Hiddleston kissing on a beach near her Watch Hill mansion. They were caught dancing at the Met Gala in May. Swift split from uh, Calvin Harris, which was her expo, two weeks ago. Ooh, okay. And talking about shows making a comeback, too, real quick, though, one other show that is making a comeback, the Emmy Award-winning Curb Your Enthusiasm of Larry David, however, has said he will be returning after a five-year layoff for season nine. We do not know when it will begin and when filming will start or who else is in the cast, but I imagine they'll be all returning at this point. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, indeed. A couple more quick things. We'll go a little over 7.30. That's okay. Here, we can do that. Uh, Apparently, uh... 
Houston Rockets uh, star James Harden went to 2016 Shaqton a Fool MVP award. Shaquille O'Neal bestowed the award Tuesday with a highlight reel of Harden's worst defensive plays of the season. Harden finished second in the league in points per game by allowing 374 turnovers. Hmm. Uh, uh, and speaking of Pixar, they are busy here. Um, the Clintus clip was released Monday, courtesy of Pixar. Production company releases clip from the upcoming animated short film titled Piper. The clip released Monday shows a sandpiper named Piper interacting with a flock of birds. The short will air before Finding Dory, which opens in theaters on Friday. So, so you go to the theaters, you get a chance to see that. Uh, uh, and now this is something we were talking about right here. Uh, I think you, I think we all know what we're going to talk about here. Disney, of course, is coming out with another version of this. Pete's Dragon is released releases a trailer for upcoming remake of, of course, they had back in 1977, mixing CGI and live action. Pete's Dragon, directed by David Lowry, tells the story, of course, of an orphan boy who befriends who befriends Elliot, a semi-invisible dragon. The film is set for release on August the 12th. I can't wait to see it. I might have to see the revamped version of this. The original, of course, of Mickey Rooney was awesome, my personal opinion. Uh, uh, also, uh, on Jimmy Kimmel Live, he, uh, 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 him and uh, rapper Ice Cube parodied kids' bop albums with hip with, done with hip-hop songs. Uh Kimmel, Ice Cube, Big Sean, and ASAP Rocky, Little John, and others created kid-friendly versions of hip-hop songs like F the Police, Good Day, and Get Low to parody the kids' albums on Monday's show. <laughs> I say, that's crazy. Uh, and we got, and I'm making a couple more here. Uh, uh, Jessie Graff, uh, of course, of course, a still woman here, competes in American Ninja Warrior. She was dressed as Wonder Woman, the popular comic book superhero here. Graff completed the course in the season eight premiere of American Ninja Warrior, wearing a red top and star-spangled blue shorts. During her run, Graff has worked on films and television stunts. So there you go. Uh, Nintendo eShop, Nintendo holds sale on digital storefront in celebration of E3 2016. The sale discounts Wii U and 3DS titles up to 40% and ends at 8.59 a.m. Pacific time on June 21st. Members of the My Nintendo Rewards program will receive an additional 10% off discounting games. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. And there's a and there's a picture right here of uh, of, uh, Je- of like I said Jesse Graff dressed up by Wonder Woman. She looks she could probably pass for Wonder Woman for all I know here. Um, <clears throat> and of course, more things talking about Donald Donald Trump here. Uh, talking about, uh, Dan, according to Dan Savage, author and activist, says Donald Trump is the enemy of the alternative lifestyle community. He's attending to pit the queer community against the Muslim community, and it's not going to fly. We don't believe him. Uh, he was on a show called All In with Chris Hayes last night. Uh, believe it or not, a reboot of a classic game show uh, called To Tell the Truth. Uh, it's, it's set to premiere on ABC here soon. Of course, the revived version is now hosted by Anthony Anderson and featuring a panel of four celebrities, including Betty White, and, of course, it aired last night, as a matter of fact. The first run of the game show aired on CBS from 1956 to 1968. So uh, some of the older game shows is uh, making, a, uh, making a remake. Making a, yeah, they're a, doing a, the Pyramid. They're doing Match Game. They're doing uh, a lot of them this summer. Oh, oh, the Brain Bat Match Game. I can't wait yeah, to Alf see Yeah, Al Baldwin's being the host of that one. And, of course, you got the Family Family. Al Baldwin. Is going to host Match Game? Yes. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait. I think that premieres this week or next week, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, I definitely have to watch out on that. Uh, uh, of course, Michelle Obama t- talking about with uh, talking with Oprah in D.C. Uh, says telling men to be better at a summit called United State of Women, and she's saying to be better at everything. Uh, men can be better husbands, which is of course be a part of your family's life. So that's uh, so definitely that's not a bad uh, point of view there. Uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, according to this, this is on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, team, Indianapolis Colts shared uh, mean tweets. I think it was a thing on Jimmy Kimmel Live that they always do. Uh, shared a video inspired by a segment popular live like on Jimmy Kimmel Live. The clip includes punter Pat McAfee giving a long critique on the proper gramma- grammatical use use of your and uh, Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, which is you are. So, uh, Oh, the, the, the lieutenant governor of Utah apologizes to the alternative lifestyle community. 
at the Orlando shooting vigil. said, my heart has changed, she said on Monday, of course, Spencer Cox at a vigil in Salt Lake City. After apologizing for not having treated our alternative lifestyle folks with the kindness, dignity, and respect and the love that they deserved. So this is starting to be a big-time issue here. Of course, uh, the, the Daily Show here, our new hoster, Trevor Noah, discusses gun control, of course, reflects on the Orlando, Florida shooting. Uh, one more quick thing, on Monday's episode, he said, taking steps to implement strict gun control laws is necessary to ensure that incidents out there in Orlando shooting do not become normal in America. Well, more more power to that. We hope not. Electron, of course, uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo continues in L.A., he, uh, Electronic Arts, Bethesda, Microsoft, U- Ubisoft, Sony, Nintendo, and other video game publishers and developers are showcasing the upcoming title of the Expo, which runs through tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, Apple unveils an iOS 10 version of messaging app at Worldwide Developers Conference. Uh, it was demonstrated by the Apple Senior Vice President, demonstrated the new features including visual effects, emoji suggestions, and handwritten messages. Apple will also allow third-party developer add-ons as well. Um, and, and according to Mars here, company may remove M&Ms from sugary dessert treats, according to a report. In a statement to Reuters, Mars said the company has talked with many fast food chains about removing its candies from some sugary dessert treats, including the McFlurry from McDonald's. I definitely hope not. That, that, that's one good. That's one good thing you put on top of McFlurry. It's not bad. Uh, the show American Gods, Orlando Jones. Is reportedly joined, joins the cast of it. For a general play, Mr. Nancy on the show American Gods is an adaptation of the novel by Neil Gaiman. The series is set to premiere on Stars next year. Uh, uh, according to a report here, uh, Stairway to Heaven here, members of Led Zeppelin appear in court for a copyright trial concerning the song. The trial, which began Tuesday, will decide if the 1971 song's opening riff was plagiarized from Randy California's 1966 instrumental tune, Taurus. The band's surviving members are set to testify. Oh, boy, they're talking about this now. My goodness. Uh, on this date, 1994, a little history here, J.D. Uh, the Lion King was released 22 years ago today. Uh, it was attributed by Walt Disney. He won two Golden, Glo- Golden Globes and two Academy Awards. So happy 22nd anniversary to to The Lion King. Great movie, by the way. I love that movie. Uh and we have a two, three more stories, ladies and gentlemen, but we won't get to those here. Uh, we, there's a whole bunch of stuff here we could talk about. But, uh, of course, uh, t- but they're talking about, about the presidential election, more movie stuff and all that. Uh, but we'll, uh, like I said, definitely, um, if you want to check that out, like I said, it's all trending on Facebook. And definitely check out all, all of our stories, like I said, on the Entertainment Cavalcade page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Entertainment. Uh, J.D., anything you wish to add to to this before we uh, go ahead and end tonight's uh, end tonight's show. No, uh, if you just check my uh, movie fans worldwide, we got a lot of pictures up from the big parade today. Obviously, I sent you some already, and uh, send everyone else some. However, so you can check out some of the hardware. Uh, we also added some non. Uh, Parade items, including uh, pictures of the U.S. Open tournament coming up this weekend. Like we said, however, we uh, yeah, it's it's been a crazy week to say the least. However, but uh, like we said, how our, our thoughts and prayers are still with those people in Orlando this week. However, of course, we know what happened on Sunday night, or excuse me, Saturday night into Sunday morning. We know what happened Friday night into Saturday morning, and now we know what happened late last night, which was even more horrifying than ever before. So, our thoughts and prayers are with those people too after what happened late last night as well. Absolutely, and of course, we will continue to keep keeping our thoughts and prayers here. Of course, as we as we move on here, and then like I said, just show that it will not be, of course, tolerated here in anywhere around the world. Of course, any shootings and all whatsoever will not be condoned by anything of that nature. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much here for joining us here tonight for episode number six of WWS Outside the Ropes, our Entertainment Outlook show. Definitely want to thank the Iceman JD Jerry Jerome for joining me here tonight. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll we'll definitely keep uh, posting, of course, more entertainment news, sports news, movie uh, like entertainment, like movies, sports, music, uh, anything, of course, not pertaining to wrestling. We'll have it on the Entertainment Cavalcade page for you to read o- read over and give your leave your thoughts and comments about underneath each post to give your to give your take on it as well. Uh, be sure to join us here in about uh, 20 minutes here for WCBS Wrestling Debate. Uh, with, of course, the NWO Madness Kingdom. Of course, uh, the Iceman will be there as, as well as 
uh, King W. Duarte Smith, and of course the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds will definitely. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so we'll definitely, and uh, that will be popping up like in like 20 minutes. Of course, eight to nine, one hour before the Mothership Broadcast Revolution, and of course I'll be back for Revolution tonight from nine to eleven p.m. One three eight zero five five pound. As of course we talk more wrestling, do more wrestling news and views, and of course more history and birthdays, and of course more general wrestling discussion as well. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, uh, give, uh, by all means, please give us a call here. Uh, like I said, for any of our shows in the radio network, one seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Of course, outside the ropes, call ID is always one four one three eight seven pound. For the Iceman JD Jerry Drama, I am Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Saying thank you so much for joining us here tonight. And we will talk to you for episode number seven next Wednesday evening from uh, 6.30 to 7.30 right here on TalkShoe.com. This has been a broadcast of the WSMS Radio Network where it's for entertainment fans and by entertainment fans, as opposed to wrestling fans, of course. And, of course, uh, the the WSMS Radio Network, where we're one year older, continuing to be bolder, we will continue to remain uh, not only your wrestling connection, but also your entertainment connection as well. J.D., thank you so much for joining me here this evening, and we'll talk to you later on here on Revolution from 9 to 11. Take care, folks. See you in the ring. And as always, here in the radio network, God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.